Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast host Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, sorry. That is- Don't worry, I love the sirens. It's New York. Well, I'm very happy that you're here answering these questions because you're a player. Thanks. I'm happy to be asked. We're both sounding very dulcet. I know. Did you notice that? So good. Oh, I'm being soothed because I haven't had a very soothing morning and you're right there. Good, I'm so glad. It's also the microphone. It's a really good mic. Oh, yeah, I love it. But I've got a voice for radio. You've got a, <laughs> you've got a voice for radio and a bod percent. <laughs> no, I've also got a body for radio as well. Okay, here we are. <laughs> right. Hello, I'm Minnie Driver. Welcome to Mini Questions Season 2. I've always loved Proust's Questionnaire. It was originally a 19th century parlor game where players would ask each other 35 questions aimed at revealing the other player's true nature. It's just the scientific method, really. In asking different people the same set of questions, you can make observations about which truths appear to be universal. I love this discipline. And it made me wonder, what if these questions were just the jumping off point? What greater depths would be revealed if I asked these questions as conversation starters with thought leaders and trailblazers across all these different disciplines? So I adapted Proust's questionnaire and I wrote my own seven questions that I personally think are pertinent to a person's story. They are... When and where were you happiest? What is the quality you like least about yourself? What relationship, real or fictionalized, defines love for you? What question would you most like answered? What person, place or experience has shaped you the most? What would be your last meal? 
And can you tell me something in your life that's grown out of a personal disaster? And I've gathered a group of really remarkable people, ones that I am honoured and humbled to have had the chance to engage with. You may not hear their answers to all seven of these questions. We've whittled it down to which questions felt closest to their experience or the most surprising or created the most fertile ground to connect. My guest today on Mini Questions is Laura Brown. Laura Brown is a brilliant journalist. She's the former editor-in-chief of InStyle magazine and executive director of Harper's Bazaar magazine. She started her career with Mode, an Australian fashion mag, eventually working for Harper's Bazaar Australia and Talk magazine. Then she became the senior editor at W and then joined Harper's Bazaar, where she produced a ton of the magazine's most impressive covers, including maybe her most famous cover from March 2015, featuring Rihanna in a gold bathing suit inside the jaws of a great white shark. It is an epic image. Laura's interviewed some of the biggest names, Oprah, Stephen Colbert. She's hosted the podcast Ladies First with Laura Brown, dedicated to women driven by bravery, kindness and curiosity. And those are the cornerstones of who Laura Brown is to me and it seems to everybody else. She has a kind of rare creative magic about her and a a curiosity about life and an appetite for metabolizing culture and making it available to all of us, for fashion to not be remote, for celebrity to not be remote. She brings things in and she, she makes them comfortable and beautiful and understandable. And it was a great pleasure speaking to her. So what person, place or experience most altered your life? I was probably my mum getting divorced from my dad when I was five and moving. We were on a farm outside of Sydney and we moved to Sydney proper and we had a bit of money for about a year and then we didn't have any. And I I think that was her bringing me up, but me needing to take care of myself, you know, and very much wanting to react against, you know, being stuck or not having mobility or not having money or whatever. So I was like working. I, I waitress since I was 14. So I could buy my own clothes and I could do that kind of stuff. So I feel like it's having a life with one other person, with a mom and the resources that you have. But she was always the one going with a newspaper going, read this, read that. Like whenever I'm on the phone to her now, did you know that the trade in Australia is blah, blah, blah. Like she's always so up on things. So a lack of resources, but a lot of awareness, I think, bred from that. And then the desire to get myself up and into the world in whatever way that was and get where the grown-ups were because I didn't have any other sisters or brothers around me or that kind of stuff. Obviously, I had my school friends and everything, but I think that situation, I often think about if my mom and dad had stayed together and lived on this farm where I would be, I think I'd still get to the same, but I, I don't, you don't know, do you? You don't know when, when, what happens when you're you know, sprung somewhere when you're five years old or whether I'd be you know, mega farmer brown number two. <laughs> I'd be a crap farmer. Anyway. Farmer browner. Farmer Browner. No, I'd be a terrible farmer. But yeah, no, I think my mum, for sure. Hmm. My mum and circumstances with my mum, rather than like that sort of, you know, mushy, my mum. You know, it's part and parcel of my mother and the circumstances we were in. So what quality do you like least about yourself? Impatience. But I kind of like it sometimes. <laughs> in what way? Oh, just because I want to get things done. You know what I mean? And I, I don't like a lot of... um Dilly dally. Faff. I hate faff. Except I do love faffing around, like in my apartment. I, I love a good faff. Mm. 
Yeah, I, I think sometimes it's like, oh, not everybody can necessarily work at the speed that, that I do. I was going to say, I think it's more to do with alacrity and speediness. Like, come on, bullet, get there. Yeah, come on. I see where it's going. Come on, get there. You're standing at the finish line with your arms crossed, huffily waiting for everyone else to catch up. I can imagine you. <laughs> yeah. So I was always a bit of a shit runner. Um, but no, a little bit, a bit of that, I think, just a bit like, oh, come on, why isn't this as clear? You know, and it's just not giving myself a compliment. It's, it really isn't. It's not me going, oh, I just get it and you don't. It's not, that's not the deal. No, 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 no. But also, why don't we? Why is that a bad thing? Because you're being impatient with other people or like, I'm just wondering, because it feels like it's quite a good thing to get the answer to a problem quicker. I just feel like socially you shouldn't, you know, just out of empathetically, you should be learn to be patient sometimes. But I do think in my business and I guess maybe in New York and everything, I'm like, I don't like mucking around. I don't like work creation. I don't like wibbly wobbling. I don't like second guessing. I hate overthinking because whoever overthought anything and went, oh, that that's better. <laughs> <laughs> that was worth it. But sometimes I feel like lately I've turned into like some sort of like my verbiage has become like a bully in an 80s high school movie where literally the other day I went, I can't stand these weenies. <laughs> People are being freaking weenies. Who says weenie? But I'm like, there's just a lot of weenies. <laughs> I think it's good. I think there's so much language right now, which has become weaponized. Yes. Which is why I'm pulling weenie out. <laughs> yeah. Pull your weenie out. <laughs> I weaponized my weenie. You weaponized your weenie. I <laughs> like that you weaponized your weenie. Someone had to. <laughs> or someone was gonna. Ladies, it's about ownership and weaponizing your weenie. And I don't know, Dr. Freud, go, go to town on that. It's weird because like the nexus of patience and no... I can encourage you to come up to speed and believe that that is actually empowering those people to to work harder and faster. But as you said, there's a balance with being patient and letting people get there in their own time. I just get, and I'm like, oh, it's not working. Look, I'll just do it. Yeah. I'm not getting it assigned. I'm just going to do it. You know what I mean? So like, let's just do it. And like, we don't have to talk around it for like half an hour. But while we're doing it, I decided it's fine. Move on. That might be a cultural thing though. But sometimes it's an American thing, like just a bit of, what do you mean? Or I'm like, I told you what I mean. I've noticed that Americans want a lot of explaining, yeah. like talking it out. Like I don't want to therapize around a decision sometimes. I just want a decision. Exactly. And it doesn't mean there's no diss on you. You know, there's no diss to the person. It's just like, we're just moving on now. Saving my day. Yeah. Not meaning to be mean to Americans. <laughs> Because obviously we both live here. No, no, but it's sort of a corporate American thing a little bit sometimes, you know, it's not the entire land at all, but it is just a little bit of like work creation or we had to talk this through and we made this deck or we did this and I'm like, I don't need to see your deck. I don't need to see like, you know what I mean? Like I, I just need to get on with it. There's so much to produce. I think it's that. I think it's exactly that. Do you know, recently I was doing a film and rather guttingly, as usual, I found myself in a movie with a huge amount of music. But again, because I was playing the high soprano of the Paris Opera. Of course you were. And while I sing, I do not sing like that. And she needed to sing in this extraordinary way. Shit, dude. So the studio are arranging, like I keep getting these emails going, you know, we really want you to do these, you know, voice lessons. You know, you have to go with a vocal coach. And I was like, I'm not singing. I've got a lip sync 
really what I've got to do is practice lip syncing in front of the mirror in a foreign language. Yeah. But they were so obsessed with, but no, because it's music and there's vocalizing, it needed to go in this. Uh. So eventually I just did it because no one was shutting up about it. So I just had this meeting with this very nice man where we both went, this is sort of pointless, but it's really nice to meet you. Right. The indulgence of like this sort of work creation. Like we said, we're going to do it this way. Tick A, tick B, tick C. And I'm like, already, I'm already at D. And it's the same result. I know. I concur. I can't think that that is a quality to like, Lise. Don't ever give that up. I like concurring. No, it's just like sometimes, I mean, yeah. I mean, what, what am I going to say? What I like least about myself. You know what? That's actually a great thing about me. No, <laughs> no, I think it's really good that when, when you say the thing you like least about yourself, actually, by the time you finish talking about it, you go, do you know what? I think that's actually fucking great. Scratch that from the record. I'm perfect. <laughs> you know, just, uh, yeah, if you could just uh, thank, thank you so much, uh, Minnie, for concluding that. Yeah. What a winning Wednesday over here. Fully winning Wednesday. Winning Wednesday. This can be honestly as sort of meta or as literal as you decide, but the metaverse. Oh God, the new metaverse. No, please, no. No, let's not talk about that. When and where were you happiest? When and where was I happiest? Shit, Minnie. Here's the thing. I'm a Gemini. No, um, I sort of have a split screen life, if that makes sense. So I'm happiest in two modes, and I don't know exactly if I could pinpoint like a time, but like I'm happiest in New York, and I'm working with incredible people, and we're making something amazing together, and I'm inspired by them, and I can I feed off that for weeks. Or if I'm in Australia, literally being poured at by baby kangaroos at my friend's sanctuary, I'm completely ecstatic by both of them, and I think each one sort of feeds the other, and having the option to be able to do both. If that makes sense. It really does. And I love the idea of baby kangaroos pouring at fashion. Joey's pouring they pour at your skirts and then when they're really young they're called pinkies and it's when at the beginning their eyes are still kind of closed what before they're joeys they're pinkies yeah they're pinkies because they're literally pink oh i love so literal australian i don't know it's pink call it pink <laughs> yeah you know you find pink uh, pinky kangaroos in the great sandy desert because it's sand <sighs> simple we're simple folk i like it it's very user-friendly when their eyes just open they have very dark black eyes and they literally look like animatronic and they're like i wish everyone could see laura's physical impression of a pinky baby newborn kangaroo hey man it's legit yes so that's sort of i know it's a hybrid answer i'm sorry it is it is duality it's not one thing is that endemic in your life do you think uh, that there is always a duality around most things Yes, there is always a duality in most things. I came from Australia. I live in New York. I really mythologized New York and I really wanted to be part of that. And then as one matures and uh, you start to remember where you came from and appreciate where you came from and not try to strain yourself to get your ass out of there so much. So I think more as I've gotten older, that duality is there. You know, the ability to go between the two of that thinking that the place I came from is lesser and not cool and not whatever. And you know what I mean? And everything had to be up here because I think once you get the measure of up here versus down there, and you've been doing it for a while, there's things you really appreciate, but you don't. Just having perspective on anything, on people or, or things that you have, again, mythologized and just realized that they're all just people. Do you think that you can do that in other aspects of your life, that being able to be fluid about the quite literally the southern and the northern hemisphere and kangaroos and high fashion, that you are pretty fluid 
Yeah, I am. I am. I can sort of plonk anywhere and be all right. And I think I got that from my dad. My dad was literally Farmer Brown, <laughs> a dairy farmer, and he he's dead. Love him. He would say that. He'd be like, hi, I'm Richard and I'm, I'm dead. But anyway, he would be able to go to the Oscars or a gas station or a hospital or whatever it is and just be able to kind of find a level with people. Yeah. And I think that that's what I've been able to do, at least to date. I don't know if it's a bit of only child syndrome too. It's like, come on, be my friend. I mean, I have a half sister on my dad's side, but I was raised on my own. So I think there's a bit of like, I mean, when I was young, younger, I was definitely a pleaser. And I do like to like get on with people. But I think that that, you know, if, if you are in the world, you should be able to meet people on their level, wherever it is, if you're alive <laughs> and not just have your blinkers on all day. Hmm. It's interesting. I'm fascinated by what makes people happy or what their version of happiness is. I like the idea that it's an oscillation between two worlds and the idea of being able to move easily through the world is what makes you happy. Yeah. Freedom of movement is what makes me happy. Hmm. And losing my freedom of movement is terrifying. Being stuck somewhere. I don't like the idea of that. Was the pandemic hard for you then? Like in terms of lockdown, let's say, not the pandemic, but being locked down and having to be in one place or was that hard for you or did you like it because it let you off the hook? No, because because it was everybody. It was just because it was a universal experience. So it wasn't just me being tied down. Everybody else was flapping around. So no, I didn't feel, yeah, we, we felt constrained, but I didn't feel like it was, something was happening to me that wasn't happening to everyone else. So I don't know. I just think success is freedom of movement. And it doesn't necessarily matter how much money you have. Not in the slightest. Well, whatever allows you to have freedom of movement in a schedule, because I just, I want to be able to go places and, and see people and, or at least even if I'm not doing it in, in life, I'm doing it on here, aren't I? So, I, and that's also my profession. Journalism allows me to do that. And I get to meet all these different people every single day. So that did help me through the old panny because, I have all these access to other people's experiences. So I think I luckily, I think, did better than, than, than some people because I had that opportunity rather than just sitting around going, what do I do now? Yeah. You know, I had work to do. You did. You had to get on with it. I did. Hello, Jamila Jamil here. You may know me from my role in The Good Place or from She-Hulk or from social media and my activism. I Weigh basically started as a social movement and my podcast is one of my truly greatest achievements. It's a podcast against shame and a place for us to have really honest and truly inclusive conversations. I love connecting with people. I love learning. I have a lot to learn and I'm inviting you along with me. On I Weigh with Jamila Jamil, I have friends, activists, specialists and absolute heroes join me to teach me from their experience and expertise. People like Conan O'Brien, Jane Fonda, Roxanne Gay, Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Byer, Alok, Kelly Rowe, Roland, and more. I Weigh with Jamila Jamil has new episodes out every Tuesday and you can find the show on earwolf.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. 
Listen to Woke App Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What question would you most like answered? What question would I most like answered? Why do so many people not care about other people? Like, why are so many people so myopic, so unempathetic, so lacking an understanding of others? It doesn't mean you have to be benevolent or charitable or give money or be woke or hashtag all day on, on your Instagram. But why don't people, I'm just looking right now about people who won't get vaxxed, people who are scared of other people. You know, I, I don't get it. I've always found it seems to be a harder way to be to not just go X, Y, and Z are people and find out. I just don't understand why people don't care about others and don't see people as people. I find that the most extraordinary and politically here as, as we've seen and cynicism. Why people cavalier and cynical with the way they communicate to people. Fox News, you know, gets my blood boiling more than anything. And in the past year, and just seeing how disposable and how little respect they have for their audience and for their minds, for their health. And then, you know, like Lachlan Murdoch goes off and builds a, you know, leaves everybody here to be misinformed by Tucker Carlson and goes to Sydney for three months and buys a boat wharf. You know, that sort of stuff really upsets me when it just goes, it's a disrespect for people who we may not agree with, you know, but like people that have real power, why they don't care. You still can have your stuff. You can still have your boats, you know, um, but why are they throwing these people away? I couldn't agree with you more because I think the dislocation from basic humanity, this evolution of a protectionist, like spiritual protectionism and literal protectionism and then closing borders 
in all senses, figuratively and literally. Yeah. The evolution of that is them, and I don't even mind saying them, I hate the us and them, but in this instance, is them no longer believing that there's anything wrong with it. Mm. That just looking out for number one and forgetting that you're living in a world full of billions of people and even in your community or representing a country. And how how easily that's been stirred up in the past few years and what how revealing it is, whether or not it was obviously there festering before, but I just don't, I have an inability to just cast aside groups of people. And I'm not like a bleeding heart either. I'm a pragmatist, but you know, I just, to disrespect, especially at the moment, people's health, their health. Oh yeah. I mean, historically we do this, right? As human beings, we do this, particularly when empires are declining mm-hmm. and it's like, people start grabbing. It's sort of like a smash and grab. Mm -hmm. And I feel that's where we're at. All these systems are breaking down and people are becoming more protectionist and more fearful, which means fuck everybody else and take care of myself. And I don't care about you. I don't want to wear a mask. So I'm not wearing a mask because it infringes on my personal freedom, which will for the rest of my life be one of the most insane things I've ever heard. It's one of the most insane things you've ever heard. And yeah, so that's that's you know it's a bit bleak house, but that is me question, and I, I you know I do everything I can within my life and my work to demonstrate the very opposite. Yeah, perhaps that's all we can do. But it just get a bit wearing sometimes as a journalist because you. Sorry, that's Laura Brown hitting herself in the face, <laughs> um, self-flagellating, but being flagellated by everything. So it's then when you absorb a lot of it, it can kind of get you down, but you try to. You rally, you rally. I hope there's a balance for that by seeing that there is, I quote this lovely geneticist I met once all the time because he was like, wherever you see the rise of anything specifically, like organically in the world or energetically, wherever you see the rise of one thing, for example, if it makes you frightened, let that be a trigger to remind you that it's counterpart is present. As you are feeling that fear about that rising darkness, if you want. Right, right, right. That is literally how the physical universe works. Right. No, there is the other side. And that's, you know, and I know I very much know it's there. Don't know it when you're watching Fox News. Or, and perhaps, you know, by, by the same token, you don't know it when you're watching CNN. You know, you we are, we've become partisan in our everything. Right, right. Right. I have great friends on MSNBC here and whatever. I, I mean, in the media, I pay very close attention, but I, I'm not watching either of those sides just to triply reinforce my interviews. I know what they are. Yeah. I don't need to sit there and have everybody pat themselves on the back going, yeah, we agree. Yeah, they suck. I got it. You know, and um, so I'd rather just get on with it. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Jamila Jamil here. You may know me from my role in The Good Place or from She-Hulk or from social media and my activism. I Weigh basically started as a social movement and my podcast is one of my truly greatest achievements. It's a podcast against shame and a place for us to have really honest and truly inclusive conversations. I love connecting with people. I love learning. I have a lot to learn and I'm inviting you along with me. On I Weigh with Jamila Jamil, I have friends, activists, specialists and absolute heroes join me to teach me from their experience and expertise. People like Conan O'Brien, Jane Fonda, Roxanne Gay, Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Byer, Alok, Kelly Rowland, and more. I Weigh with Jamila Jamil has new episodes out every Tuesday and you can find the show on earwolf.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts.
Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. What relationship, real or fictionalized, defines love for you? My relationship with my fiancé, Brandon. Oh, are you affianced? Yeah. Oh, my God. Our engagement is vintage by this point. We got engaged at the end of uh, 2018. Well, that's good. A nice long engagement like the Victorians liked. Like the Victorians. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. In the kangaroo sanctuary, we got engaged there, and then this crazy mm. thing happened globally. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> and um, everybody had to stay home and couldn't get married. And uh, yes, yeah, so, uh, but I love him very much. What is it about that particular relationship that defines love for you? It's so funny. He can probably hear me. Can you hear me? Oh, bless his heart. I think it is uh, the, the lack of ambiguity. You know what I mean? Just the way of just being entirely yourself. 
and having that baseline and just and sincerity. He's a very, 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 very sincere person who loves people. He loves his family and loves his friends very, very deeply. Loves people so much that makes me come off a bit, bit pat sometimes. I like that. Clarity <laughs> and sincerity. No, I write these things down because I like to go back and revisit them. It's so true though, isn't it? By the time you're not as old as I am, but there is definitely a... Mm, hang on, I'm 47. What are you? Yeah, well, I'm 107. Thanks very much. Wow, you look stunning. I know. Gorgeous. But don't you find that when you've fought your way consistently through jungles, particularly around love, <sighs> and every time it seems to be a bit different, the notion of getting to a place where you recognize love as being clear and sincere. And unambiguous. And unambiguous. It makes it makes so much sense. Yeah. I didn't meet Brian until I was 41. So, you know, it took me a long time to get to that point. I was very single all the time. I didn't meet my boyfriend until I was 48. So like... See? And by the way, I actually, looking back on it, probably wouldn't have it any other way because I don't think I would have been able to... Cheers to all of the assholes that I dated before because frankly, they were brilliant training ground to actually be able to be unambiguous, clear and sincere in love. Cheers. It is an edit. Life is an edit. Oh, I like that. I like it when you speak in like t-shirts. Yeah, sorry. We call them pull quotes in the biz. Oh, is that right? Pull quotes. Yeah. No, but it's like it is like, like, you know, keep what you like, delete what you don't. Isn't that just editing? It is, but I wish, I sometimes wish it hadn't taken quite as long, but actually it's all divine timing, isn't it? And that's just when you're like in your bones. You know? Yeah. It is divine timing. If you, like, honestly, 40 plus ladies, yes, your face starts to fall down and stuff, but you are in your bones, aren't you? So I think that there's a reason why I met Brandon at 41 and you met your beloved at 48. That's all right. It's quid pro face fall. <laughs> it really is. Quid pro arse drag. <laughs> quid pro wrinkle. Fuck it, I. Katie Couric, the mate of mine, when she does interviews, she calls it instant facelift. She goes, and she just turns. <laughs> what she's doing is she's putting her two fingers at her temple and just pulling her eye wrinkles back. Not that you have any eye wrinkles. Look at that. Now look at that. See? No, oh, uh, I'm interested, but also youthful. So good. You look heavily filtered when you do that. It's quite weird. Yeah. Anyway, this side too, not my best side though. Katie would appreciate this being shared, by the way, just so you know. It's a good trick. But I'd be stuck there. I wouldn't want to let, if I let go, then it would all, it would all, you'd have to stay there. No, then you hang up. Oh, good one. You go, I'm breaking up. I'm going into a tunnel. Goodbye. <laughs> In your life, can you tell me something that has grown out of a personal disaster? God, I feel, does it sound pat to say like you're, I can't say the death of my father was a personal disaster. That sounds selfish. What do you mean? Of course that is. But it sounds like something that like, you're like, oh, this happened to me. But it did, but... Well, it happens to everybody, ultimately. What grew out of it? I think more closeness with my sister, my sister Emily, who is a dairy farmer, who is Farmer Brown. And her Instagram is literally filled with cow's udders. I, I love her. Oh, but show me the udders. Sorry, I'm not trying. My dad would appreciate this. I'm talking about my father's sad death, but he would love this. That's a moving udder. It's iconic. Oh my God, look at those udders. I'm looking close up. Oh yeah, I'm looking at... Udder cam. A cow's bum and beautiful pendulous udders looking both like a bottom and also giant saggy breasts. Uh -huh. They are beautiful, actually. I love cows. And one of our bonding things was sort of funny. It was like, we, our joke is like, oh, you're a dairy farmer and I'm in fashion. But, you know, sometimes we both work with cows. Da ding <laughs> Da ding So him dying created more of a bond and a relationship with her. 
Yeah, because I used to have to come and go and we're quite similar in a way. And she's a great writer. She just has a very different life from me. I think there's just this understanding of this sort of sadness about the mortality of somebody that we didn't think we were going to lose as early as we did. And then just to kind of move on from it. So I love her and I want her to come and visit me up here. You know, we got a bit stuck as well and not sure if I can get home. But I think definitely that just when something happens to the both of you, you know. I think ultimately it's what your parents also want like that is a very beautiful gift for your dad to have bequeathed both of you is that in him dying you guys became tighter exactly thanks richo yeah well done richard thanks richard you get a siren for that really getting all the urban noises you're lucky that the freaking buzzer hasn't gone off we don't have a doorman so it goes like oh yeah i mean i'm surprised that bob bobby come here come here come here come here i'm surprised he hasn't lost his mind is that's bob I'm sorry, are you gorgeous? Are you gorgeous? He just had a bath, so he doesn't currently smell, but he's the worst smelling dog in the history of dogs. Oh my God, is he Bobito Paquito? He looks beautiful, but he's actually, he's from a very, very bad part of Los Angeles. He's like a street fighter who looks like he... Oh, he was street, he was street tough, Bob. And he allegedly had a terrible fight with a raccoon, which is why he's partially blind in one eye. I mean, if I had a dollar for every time I've had a, a terrible fight with a raccoon in a bar, mine are mostly in a bar, I would have six dollars. Um, oh is, is my building on fire? I, I'm really hoping not. <laughs> to hear more from Laura, please do check out her podcast, Ladies First with Laura Brown, which you can find wherever you listen to your podcasts. Mini Questions is hosted and written by me, Mini Driver. Supervising producer, Aaron Kaufman. Producer, Morgan Lavoie. Research assistant, Marissa Brown. Original music, Sorry Baby, by Mini Driver. Additional music by Aaron Kaufman. Executive produced by me, Mini Driver. Special thanks to Jim Nicolay, Will Pearson, Addison O'Day, Lisa Castella and Anique Oppenheim, at WKPR, Dela Pescador, Kate Driver and Jason Weinberg, and for constantly solicited tech support, Henry Driver. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. 
So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, Jamila Jamil here. You may know me from my role in The Good Place or from She-Hulk or from social media and my activism. I Weigh basically started as a social movement and my podcast is one of my truly greatest achievements. It's a podcast against shame and a place for us to have really honest and truly inclusive conversations. I love connecting with people. I love learning. I have a lot to learn and I'm inviting you along with me. On I Weigh with Jamila Jamil, I have friends, activists, specialists and absolute heroes join me to teach me from their experience and expertise. People like Conan O'Brien, Jane Fonda, Roxanne Gay, Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Byer, Alok, Kelly Roland, and more. I Weigh with Jamila Jamil has new episodes out every Tuesday and you can find the show on earwolf.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts.